Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Let's catch up. An NFL podcast with Taylor Bashotti and Sam Batesh, where we talk about the biggest headlines in the NFL. So, Taylor, you know what? Let's catch up. It's been too long. Yeah, we really should. Blue Wire. Taylor, let's catch up. And I got to tell you, we got a very special guest with us today. Now, you're not seeing him, but Levi is right here with us, Taylor. The best way for my son to stop crying and fall asleep, essentially, is... He's listening to his dad's voice. It's so precious. Exactly. The soothing I wish sound. you guys could see it because it is absolutely adorable. Levi is precious. Not and that we'd expect to... It to be leave out to be anything other than precious because look at his parents. But well, thank you for that, Taylor. No, even no, those no. little baby cries before we started the podcast were honestly adorable. Well, that's that's good, and I, I will remind him of that when he wakes up from this little brief let's catch up nap. Although he is retaining all of this information as well. See, that's the beauty of having him right here while we speak is that he is taking all of this in. This is just absolutely awesome. Holding on to every right word in his brain. Yes. This is going straight to his developing NFL brain. So, Taylor, <laughs> we, we do want to get to, we're going to play a game today called Two or the Field. We will explain that. Two or the Field. We will play that in a little bit for both the AFC and the NFC. But before that, we just, of course, we understand the wind and the rain of, of the Patriots and Bills Monday Night Football. But the game that what we have game. to address, the game we have to address, though, before that even, is, is Sunday. Is Sunday And Sunday afternoon. And, and, I, and I hate to bring this up in a way, but... Ravens and Steelers, tremendous rivalry, games that seemingly always come down to the wire. Perhaps this season felt like maybe this could have been a mismatch on the way in with the way the Steelers defense had been playing the prior two weeks. But there we were once again, Ravens and Steelers separated by a point down to the wire. And let me just set you up. There's an opportunity there, of course, to go for two in the win, pretty untraditional, or kick your extra point and overtime is staring at us in the face. What did you think of well, the end of that game? So Lamar drove down the field with a minute and a half left on the clock. Ravens had timeouts on their side, drove down the field, gets us all the way into the red zone. They get in, they get a touchdown. So now they're down by one, like you said, Sam. And naturally I'm thinking, okay, great. We've got Justin Tucker. Let's kick the extra point And then let's go into overtime. The Ravens are the better team on paper. They have been the better team. You're going up against, you know, Ben Roethlisberger in that offense. We've got a strong defense so far. They've played pretty well defensively. And then the Ravens have Justin Tucker on their side. So ultimately, you only have to get halfway down the field. So, of course, I'm thinking, okay, kick the extra point and go for it. Well, they decide to go for two. Personally, I love the confidence and I love the boldness of the call. But in the moment, I'm thinking there's just no margin for error. And if it does, if one aspect of the play messes up, you're now going to lose the game. I was not a fan of it, personally. Now, I'm not a head coach. I don't have John Harbaugh's, you know, know, all of his resources at my whim, like he does with research analytics and percentage of chance of win probability. And obviously, he made the right call for the team. So I'm not questioning that. But if I was a coach, which I'm not, I wouldn't have done it. It's just too bold, too risky, especially, like I said, when you've got Justin Tucker on your side. I'm thinking just go into overtime and play it safer. 
Well, so here's the thing. So a couple things factor into that, Taylor. I, I, of course, hindsight will tell us that you're closer to right because then at least you've got a tie and a chance at overtime. So there's two things that we'll look at. Number one is, yes, Tucker is an incredible X factor, but of course, the new rules of overtime can take Tucker out of it because if you're the first team to get the ball, you need a touchdown and not a field goal, right? So that, so that's, that, that weighs in a little bit, right? Otherwise, of course, Tucker's the ultimate X factor and you just go for it. But, but I'm even going to argue. If you don't score, if neither team scores on the first then, time yeah. that they have the ball, then it comes into field goals. Of course. I, I will say even this, though. Even with the old rules, rules of overtime, I will say that I love the idea of going for it from the two-yard line for the win. And here's why. The most unfair item in all of sports, as I've watched over the years, is, overtime. is the coin flip. It's not yeah. that overtime is unfair. It's the coin flip. And here's why. If you knew going into a game, Taylor, that the road team always got the ball first or that the home team always got the ball first in overtime, you could play your final drive with that in mind, correct? Right. You would then know that now the possession is either belonging. It's sort of like knowing that you're getting the second half kick or not, right? You're going to play the end of the first half a certain way, knowing that you're receiving the ball first in the second half. Same thing for overtime, theoretically, if you knew. Because you have no idea, and it is so arbitrary as to who is going to get the ball, a flip of a coin that is so mind numbing for me in a game that is so precise in sports today that are so precise with replay being so precise a coin flip is going to ultimately decide who has the greatest advantage because of course getting the ball first in overtime is a massive advantage so with that being such a mystery having the ball at the two yard line to make one play it could be Probability-wise, it probably was the right decision. Only because you have to say that 50% belongs to the coin, whereas when you have the ball, you 100% possess the ball at that moment. You may never again, right? Theoretically, you could never touch the ball again. So in that moment, is your team good enough to convert a two-yard play? And looking at what was drawn up, the play is should have been. Yeah, the the play that was drawn up was perfect. It's a great play. They just needed it's to a do great play with with you know with, with you could argue your two best offensive players touching the ball there, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. the pass is perhaps a few inches off the mark, and perhaps it's just off of Andrew's fingertips. And yes, of course, we see the result there. But I will make a strong argument that that move, the boldness of that move by Harbaugh, is completely the right move. And frankly, coaches moving forward shouldn't even think of it as that bold because that nasty coin flip, Taylor. I just yeah. don't, the, the coin flip is just. No, and I, I, I totally see yeah. it from that perspective. And then you listen to Harbaugh after the game say, you know, like I felt like I was running out of corners. That's why I went for it. And if you hear it from that perspective, then you're like, okay, well then even if the, like you said, Sam, like if they do get the ball first, now you're going up against a Steelers team that's trying to drive down the field and we're running out of corners. And that, by the way, they did just drive down the field, right? Because before Lamar right. took that, it was, it, was, it was the Deontay Johnson touchdown that happened mm-hmm. before that. In a game that, by the way, in a game that was 13-9 to nine with nobody scoring, all of a sudden now you've got both offenses have just marched down the field on each other. So it's just it's, it's a fascinating way to look at it. I, I completely understand what you're saying because Tucker's nice to have in your back pocket, of course. But I'll yeah. just stand by that coin flip. If you can get that coin flip out of my life, then, then, then that's it. And if, I, and if I can control not having that coin flip come into play – that's what that's what I want to do in that moment. All right, and I, Taylor, one so. thing that I do yeah. like is how uh, Harbaugh has adapted and like kind of embraced all the statistics and analytics. And I feel like he's definitely ahead of the curve in terms of one of the coaches that have 
always embraced kind of going off of those and seeing using analytics to their advantage and in terms of play calling and scheme and all of that. I, I absolutely loved it. And of course we saw the Steelers, you know, the Steelers had lost the kicker earlier this season, uh, you know, on a, on a kickoff and then had to go for two, you know, they're, they're, it's, Tomlin's constantly finding himself in a battle with two point conversions and kickers making kicks and whatnot. So it was, it was really cool to see it at the end come down to that. Of course, being on the wrong end of it, it never totally feels good. Stinks. No, no, not at all. All right. So let, let, let's quickly transition to something that we have not done before on Let's Catch Up, but we are debuting and unveiling this debuting. today because I, I, I just think that, that going into week 14 with what we saw on Monday Night Football, you know, going into that game, yes, you knew, okay, if the Patriots win, you're kind of doing the math and you're thinking, all right, they're going to be on top of the AFC East. Were you really thinking, oh, they're actually going to be on top of the entire conference? I mean, yes, if you do the math, so you know that if they win, they're going to be the one seed. But to really look at it on paper, to wake up the next day and understand that on paper, anywhere you go to see standings, that you've got New England on top, it's almost like you wipe your eyes and wonder, have I been asleep for two years? Is Tom Brady still there? <laughs> Did the Bucks win the Super Bowl with Brady last year? Did that all really happen or not? Gosh, it's, it's, it's coming even closer to our crazy theory that it would be such a fascinating Super Bowl if it was Bucks Patriots. To, to see to see Tom against Bill on the Gosh. opening stage in the ultimate game, of course, would be epic. So so it got it got you and I thinking and getting a little creative here. If we could take only two teams, and of course the Cardinals are the one seed in the NFC, the Patriots obviously are the one seed in the AFC, and of course only the one seed as we know from last season, they're the only ones that get the buy. So it got us thinking if we could only take two teams from each conference to right now, let's say just bet our entire mortgages on to say, all right, we would take these two teams to end up in the conference versus anybody else. Who would those two teams be and how confident would we be in that? That these are the two teams that we would say, we will bet everything. We will push all the chips in the middle of the table to say, I would be stunned if it wasn't one of these two teams representing the AFC, and representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. And so, Taylor, we will start with the NFC. Of course, the Cardinals are on top as that one seed. But, but for you, Taylor, the two teams in the NFC that you would say right now, heading into week 14, these are the two teams, one of these two, they're going to end up in the Super Bowl. I don't need anybody else in that conference. Just give me these two teams. Who are they going to be? It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Cardinals and the Bucks. Okay. All right. Now, I'm going to make my argument so, for both. Get, yeah, please. And you know what? Start with Arizona just because it's funny how overlooked they get. And I, and I love yeah. that, that you're going to give them some deserving love here. So please do. Well, first of all, they are the one seed right now. They only have two yeah. losses this season. But the reason why I'm so convinced on them being one of the teams to beat is that we've seen them play without Tyler, without DeAndre Hopkins, even without chase Edmonds at times and they've still managed to be not as good pretty darn close to it so even without your top receiver your starting quarterback you're still managing to win games and you're still managing to play well that's scary to me that is scary that stretch where they, where they they played as well as they did certainly in that first game against the 49ers with Colts they've only players. lost one game this season with Murray starting and that loss came to Green Bay. Which and that, of course, came down to it. The Russell Douglas interception. That was the I mean, game that he actually, right. yeah. And, the, yeah, and that was the game that he actually the game did now. injure his ankle in. So, 
so fascinating. And of course, you know, Green and then they're top five in scoring offense and defense this season. So if you're looking at completeness of a team on both sides of the ball, it's the Cardinals. You love that balance. You, You love to have that balance. And you're right. When you can find teams that are top 10 in both categories, circle that because Super Bowl champions, when you go back and look at the history of time, you're going to see top 10 offense, top 10 defense. You're going to see that more often than not. And there you go. That's a great argument for Arizona, certainly. And of course, they, you know, they have to play one less game to get there. So that's also nice to have on your side. All right. So you're saying Arizona. And you're also saying Tampa. I'm also saying Tampa. And that's just because Tom Brady. I mean, you don't really have to say much more than that. But we haven't seen this team regress at all. It feels like every single game they look better and better. And although they have had a few losses that you're like, oh, wow, they shouldn't have had that loss. I, I'm not buying the fact that they are any worse than they were last year. I think that when Tom Brady needs to put it on, he's going to put it on. There's nobody else that I would. There's no other player in the league that I would put my mortgage on than Tom Brady. It's, it's, a, it's a great bet to make. I mean, again, betting, betting with Tom Brady. Pretty smart. I would say ultimately then, you're I mean, making a Rob very Rob has move. been out. We've had so many injuries on the Bucks throughout the season, but they're all pretty much coming back. And then we saw what Gronk did last in yeah. last week's game. So, yeah, I just... I, you I, know what? I, I, I've got to... Okay. So, so you're too put, very I've got to put that mortgage on Brady and the Bucks like too. It. All right. So, so you're going, you're going Arizona at this point. You're going Arizona and Tampa Bay. I think that's very smart. That, that, that's good money. You, you know, I, I think your money feels pretty safe there. And I'm only going to say this. That, again, this is for your argument, not mine, because I'm not going to argue for this team. But Tampa, that Colts-Bucks game probably told me everything I need to know about Tampa. That's, yeah. that's, a, team that can win, that's a team that can win anywhere and any which way. Because that's a game that, that was not going their way. And, of course, to see playoff money with first, four touchdowns. They rank first in rushing, rush defense. And then, of course, first in scoring offense, third overall offense. Again, that's so again, a super complete about. team on both sides of the ball. Yeah, no, that that that's absolutely terrifying. So, so for you in the NFC, you're going Arizona, Tampa. You're going to bet the mortgage with those two. I will stick with the preseason, the preseason pick that I made. I, I will stick with the Rams. There's there's the romance of again having a Super Bowl participant that is playing at home, much like we saw Tampa do in Tampa last year. The, the, for the Rams to do it this year would be absolutely epic. But I still like, I still think that Stafford is not 100% at the moment. And with yeah, that, he team looks very running, banged up. Yes, there's something not completely right with Stafford. And I don't think, again, it's not like I think Beckham is going to be this complete X factor for them. Again, he's had, he's, he's participated. He's been a nice addition here so far. I don't think yeah. we've seen the true impact of Von Miller yet either. I think that team has the potential to be scary good on defense. Any team with Aaron Donald can be that. I think they are going to be that in the end. I think it's going to matter. I think in playoff games, potentially even even on the road in Green Bay, on the road in Arizona, I think defense travels very well. I think they still have what many would consider the best and most dominant defensive player in the game. That's going to be special. Von Miller is going to make contributions. And I just, I still love them offensively. I will say this much. I like them a little less with the loss of Robert Woods. He's so versatile for them. He can line up anywhere, and he would be a potential X factor in any yeah. playoff game for them. And that loss, they are going to have to overcome, and it's not as easy as just inserting Beckham into that because Beckham is not the same guy as Robert Woods. But of course, nobody if he can even play half of the role that Robert Woods did when you've got Cooper Cup on the field that really yes. honestly can make any catch. 
if Cooper Cup's going to be the best receiver in football, then then we're we're looking golden there. So so I'll I'll I'll, I'll stick with the Rams. I like I'm still that. liking the Rams. And frankly, again, the team that beat Arizona, I'll just say that that Green Bay could do that again. Yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll stake my claim here on Aaron Rodgers, and I'll say that Rodgers playing with a chip on his shoulder, this potential of it being the last season in Green Bay. Again, there's a romance there to that story as well, and to be in the NFC Championship two games in two years in a row, and to lose that two years in a row. There's obviously a motivation there. And of course, look, being from Philadelphia, I know that, that just going to the NFC Championship game each year doesn't mean that you're then going to the Super Bowl. It doesn't happen like that. There is the, the world can be cruel enough to send you three times and send you home. <laughs> but I will just say... The Bills, the Bills have something to say about that. That's true, of course. The four trade is, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't always have to go your way. So what LaFleur has done, you could argue LaFleur is the greatest new regular season coach of all time as far as handing over a franchise to somebody and rattling off regular season wins, no one's ever done it better than Matt LaFleur. So again, to be putting together a season like this, they're not the one seed at the moment. They could end up with it. I love that potential. And I still, again, think that's a team that can win on the road. We've seen them head to head with Arizona. And, and that's just a team that frankly, ever since that week one loss to New Orleans, which again, the game was in Jacksonville. I mean, call it what you will, it counts. And they got smashed. But we know that New Orleans is a much different team. I think Green Bay is a much different team since then. And, and that's it. I'll just, I'll stake my claim. I'll, I'll take Rodgers. And I love the new look Stafford Rams I have all season. And I just think there's enough time in this season for them to turn it around. And I trust in McVay. All right. So that's the NFC. So you're going Arizona, Tampa Bay. And, and, and we'll take, and then we'll take the field. And, and I'm saying that it's the Rams or the Packers you're going to see in the NFC. And okay. now for the AFC, again, we saw two heavyweights on the field in Monday night football with that game in Buffalo with the wind going sideways. And I mean, God, I mean, that, that is football as it is meant to be played as you truly turn the calendar to December. But now the Patriots are on top as that one seed who knows what will happen over the course uh, you know, of the rest of the regular season. But Taylor, right now, you got to take yeah. two teams in the AFC right that'll now, definitely be there. But I am taking the chiefs. The chiefs have turned around their defense, especially, which was kind of the issue in the beginning of the season. And I am taking the Patriots. The Patriots have now won seven straight games. If we saw anything last night, we saw that Bill Belichick ultimately will outcoach anybody and will find a way to win when outside elements play a factor. There's no coach that I would rather have. Just like there's no other quarterback that I'd rather have than Tom Brady, there's no coach that I would rather have than Bill Belichick in those situations. Mac Jones had three passes in last night's game. But they still were able to say win that again. Just say that again. Just say that again out loud. By the way, it's a historical game. <laughs> three three pass attempts. Three, three pass attempts. Yeah, that's that's just that's just it really the word for that is it's gross. It's really it is gross. gross. <laughs> and I do think that the Patriots might have the best ground game right now with Damian Harris and with Stevenson. They're a one-two punch running back system. They've got the receivers to get it done. Mac Jones, whether or not he's a system quarterback or not, I think that we both have seen that he can be. He's better than just a system quarterback. The Patriots are scary. They've won seven straight games. That is not does not happen by fluke, does not happen by chance. They now sit atop the division, the conference. So I don't the defense also, what like what you said last night, oh. is that game the Patriots won it on defense as well. So if the of defense can step and, up and, and make those plays and then Mac Jones is able to score and get the ball down the field and those two running backs, the Patriots will go far into the postseason well and again who you know again once you get there right i mean belichick didn't have the chance to show us last year 
what he could be in the playoffs without Brady because, you know, they didn't make it. And you could say there's a lot of factors to that and it doesn't even matter now. Brady obviously got his and he, he's holding that over over the head of any, everybody in New England to say, I did it without you. But now imagine the motivation there for Bill to say, I'm getting there this time and I'm not letting anything get in my way. And again, you said it. The defense, I mean, the defense coming into that game had averaged giving up six points over their last four games. It's and crazy. then to come into that game and do that to Josh Allen, to stifle Josh Allen and that Bills offense the way that they did. And of course, Stephon Diggs made a couple of nice plays. Of course, he'd like mm-hmm. that one that hit him in the arm in the end zone back. But that's a team that was clearly, clearly off their mark because of what New England was doing. You could say it's the weather, and of course, that plays a factor. But like you said, it no one uses the elements to his advantage better than Belichick. And that certainly happened last night. And, and Buffalo is equipped with Josh Allen, with his arm and with his ability to move without throwing the ball. They're also equipped to play in that kind of weather. And it, I'm sorry, New England, New England really, if you look at it, dominated the game. Because yeah. it's, it's almost, I mean, it's almost a feather in the cap to say you can win that game throwing the ball three times. It's oh, almost, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's almost like you, it's almost like you would take a bet with somebody and then just say, <laughs> I dare you, I dare you to do it. And they did it. I mean, that, that's just, that's terrifying. So, I mean, but again, three pad, I mean, wow, just incredible. And by the way, so he essentially made two completions. Think about how great the catch was by Johnny Smith in the first half. Otherwise, they would have had no completions in the first half. Johnny oh, Smith is tipping the ball up to himself and then catching it, coming down with an acrobatic catch. Otherwise, there's none in the first half. That was exceptional. But okay, so you're going, I, I love this. I'm going so basically, and then I'm going to go Chiefs because, yes, the, the issue with the Chiefs in the beginning of the season was that the defense wasn't stepping up. They started the season three and four, and then now they've won four straight games, now five straight games. They're back on track. They don't look like they've skipped a beat. So as of right now, I feel like they should be in the same Super Bowl that they were in last year. And honestly, I think their defense looks better than it did last year right now. So you want to marry my daughter? Yes, I do. So do you hang out in the hood all the time or do you just come up here for our food and women? This January. Your family, my family. I don't know how this is going to work. I like your braids. Thank you. Exhibit had braids. Jonah Hill, Lauren London, David Duchovny, Nia Long, with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Eddie Murphy. What's up with white cuz? Am I white cuz? Well, I'm not. You People, directed by Kenya Barris. Rated R, now streaming only on Netflix. So you basically, I mean, look, your list of all four, because you've got two, two or the field is the game we're playing, two or the field. You've got two in the NFC. Your two are Bucks and Cardinals. And then your two in the AFC are Chiefs and Patriots. So you've got Brady and Belichick on your side. Not bad. I, 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 would, I would not mind walking in with, with my entire life savings and betting with those two guys behind me when you're talking getting to a Super Bowl. To say that you think that Belichick and Brady can get to a Super Bowl, ultimately you've got them. I think that's a great bet that you're making. Now, now I'll go the other way a little bit. So your two in the AFC are Chiefs and Patriots. I will take the Chiefs with you. And to your point exactly, the demise of the Chiefs, because everybody coming into the season was, oh, Chiefs will be right back there. Then we, then we see them on the field. We see the close loss to the Chargers. And we, and we see games that we otherwise can't even imagine that they're in. To see them get smashed by the Titans. There's just things that we never thought we would see from Kansas City. To see them win even a game this past week where Mahomes is not throwing touchdown passes. Something we never thought we would say. And now week after week, yet they're winning in different ways. See, that's the mark of an exceptional team. 
is to know that you're struggling at something and to figure out another way to win when, frankly, something has been working with you now for three straight seasons and all yeah. of a sudden it doesn't and you've got to find another way. And certainly this team would not say that they hung their hat on defense for any of these runs they've made. And now Spagnola has figured something out. This is a different kind of Chiefs team. This is a different kind of Chiefs defense. What we're seeing from Chris Jones, this is a special unit. And so, yes, give me Andy Reid. I'll take the Chiefs with you. But I'm also going to stick with my ultimate preseason prediction here. I know that what we saw on Monday night wasn't ultimately impressive. But in the AFC, the team that I still think can be the most balanced from a defensive and offensive standpoint is the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. I think I think I think Kryptonite last night is the New England defense, which right now is truly and ultimately peaking. But the play that Josh Allen made, now it's it's only an incomplete pass, but go back with me to Monday night, Taylor. Third and fourteen before the last offensive play they made, right? They had the, the fourth down pass was just batted down harmlessly almost well well ahead of the end zone. But on third down, Josh Allen is nearly sacked on two different occasions, almost spins into a sack with one of the ways when he's scrambling out of it, then scrambles away and stiff arms a defender to then back up six more yards so he can get clearance to throw the ball in the end zone and still manages to find the hands of Dawson Knox in the end zone. And of course, New England played it perfectly and was right on top of him with the defender that knocked it down. But the athleticism of Josh Allen in that moment reminds me that he can make a play in a playoff moment that could be the difference between a win or a loss and going to a Super Bowl or not. And because of that, and I know we talked about it last year, uh, last week, actually, that Lamar is that guy, right? I still think Lamar is the ultimate guy for that moment to truly make a ridiculous play in a ridiculous moment. But to see Josh Allen do it with the chip stacked against him in an obvious passing down in a game where the weather's not working in a game when neither team is really passing the ball well. And to scramble away and make what could have been a convertible pass attempt there into the end zone that would have ultimately won them the game. I understand it didn't work last night, but it shows me, okay, that guy's capable of doing everything you need, even when nothing is going right. And and that was special. Yeah. I will, no, I will absolutely. stick. I will stick with that. I will stick with the possibility of Buffalo being in another Super Bowl. And I and look, it's a long road for them right now. Not first in the division, obviously not first in the conference. And you'd love them to be the one seed and everything to have to go through that weather in Buffalo. But I, I still I, I, I still like the path. So so there you go. All right. So so to recap, two versus the field is what we went with. And of course we're playing with our money and not yours, but take it under advisement. <laughs> Taylor loves the Cardinals and the Bucks. She'll hang her hat that you'll see one of those two teams in the NFC. And in the AFC, she'll, she'll take either the Chiefs or the Patriots. You'll see one of those two there. And in the NFC, for me, I see the Rams or the Packers. And I also see the Chiefs or the Bills. So the only crossover there. All great, of course. Totally. Great teams and very good possibilities. I would be yeah. stunned. I, I mean, of course, I'd be stunned if none of these were there. But. I, I really feel good about my bet. I, I'm starting to like your bet better just because you get to walk in the room with Brady and Belichick, which was a smart move on your end. You get to walk in with the bag of money and say, I'm betting on Brady and Belichick getting there, or at least being in play for it. So that, that was that was a little smarter on your end. I, I, I think you took this one to heart better than me there. So does that matter? I, I might have been thinking a little too much with the, the part of my heart that wants to just be right from something I said months ago. I, well, I, I mean, if that happens, then you win overall. Yes. Okay. You I doubled called down. it. In you called words, it preseason. I, I, yes. 
yes, I, I, I split, I split the deck there. I'm doubling down and I'm going with what I said a while ago, but I think you're making the smarter gamble in the end. So, so good for you on that. Well, Taylor, there's so much more for us to catch up on. I will say, I, of course, I mean, I, I love what we do every week, but the MVP this week might be Levi for sitting here. I, I did not hear much. I know, not Levi even, we didn't even hear from him once. That he's absorbing all the information, Sam. He's just taking it in. Like I said, the osmosis of let's catch up, just trickling through into his brain right now. <laughs> Think about how much smarter he is for sitting through this with us. Well, well, Taylor, we'll certainly catch up soon. So much more to talk about and, and, and just can't wait. And each week we, we learn a little more and then we feel like we know nothing at all. But this week, I'm confident 